Let me find it. Oh, here we go. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Angie Atkinson, and I am here with you, lovely and talented Lise Colucci. Lise, welcome back. Thank you. My pleasure. So, everyone, a few, what, a couple months ago, Lise, you did this. Mm -hmm. um, Lise did a video that was kind of, I would say, groundbreaking almost. It, um, actually, she took loyalty binds, which is something that happens with step parenting pretty often, mm -hmm. and she combined it and she saw the connection that we all see. Well, we don't all see, but now we see <laughs> about how loyalty binds are also used when you're parallel parenting with a narcissist and or I would say they are used to, as, as you mentioned before we got on our stream today, Lise, um, they were used, and, and I can now see this now that you said it, used to prevent children from loving both parents. So mm -hmm. Parental right. alienation. Right. Yeah, talk about it a little bit, Lise. Tell us what we got going on here. Well, I'm trying to open the chat here. I'll do that later. Um, <laughs> okay. So what I was seeing was that there's there's something beyond trauma bonding that's happening with children attached to the narcissistic parent and that when this alienation thing happens, and so I started looking researching it and wasn't finding a whole lot, except I started looking up for step parenting like how to blend families and how to be healthy in this disregard, right? And seeing that there's this thing that happens even inadvertently when you can have two healthy parents, this can happen just by the nature of the struggles of having a separation, right? And not really liking your ex. <laughs> and, right. and so there's, and then I thought about this and I thought that is exactly what happens with children when they are in two households and they are, um, have a narcissistic parent on the other side combined with the trauma bonding. So, yeah, yeah. and then your own trauma bonding to that narcissist. So we've got all these things going on and basically it is manipulations that happen um, kind of really specifically, really specific things that, I'm just gonna read here from the notes because it's easier. Yeah. So it's basically if, if an individual, a child is involved with a narcissist and forced to choose between the, child, the, the one parent and another. And by forced, I don't mean the, the narcissist is like, you better choose me over your other parent there. It's subtle, it's manipulative. It's being put in situations where there's a tug of war happening between the two parents. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and and in I'm I'm sitting here, over here trying to chat to people. No, that's good. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, okay, so the other thing is, and and I I your definition, your explanation is powerful for me. Um, I did a little research on mm -hmm. this topic, um, and I think you're spot on. I think it absolutely is this. <laughs> and and when I look at what yeah, when I look at what happened to me growing up, which we talked about, what was that last week or two weeks? Mm -hmm. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. A couple weeks mm -hmm. ago. Um, you know, I totally see mm -hmm. that, oh gosh. And you know, I, I didn't understand. Hey Jack, thanks for being here. Um, I didn't understand at, at the time, no. of course, but I, but you know, like I think I told you guys, uh, it was not that long ago. I mean, it was maybe six months or a year ago when I fully realized, oh my gosh, this is what happened to me. And, and it's okay for me to be angry. <laughs> it didn't occur to me because it was so, ingrained in me even though I've been no contact for over a decade I think it's mm -hmm. still the same thing so it, me too yeah it's the same exactly that's I think when I was reading about it I was like wait 
this right. goes hand in hand. This is exactly what I felt. And as from the position of the child for some children, yes. it isn't that you want to choose the other parent. It isn't, it's that it's safer to choose the narcissist. Right. Because and, they will. Yeah. Because, and it's not safer. Like the child's not thinking, which is safer. The child's thinking, which is better. Sometimes I know I've heard of it where the child is just, they have said, um, well, over here I get this and over there I get that. And so sometimes it's better to have the that. Yeah. So in other words, they're being purchased and they don't know it because they're kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and yeah. No, go ahead. Um, no, no, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I know for me, I was not purchased. No, <laughs> um, I, it was... <laughs> It was guilt trip. For me. Yeah, it was, it was guilt, guilt trip, trip too, but I've seen it yeah. both, but like it can happen in so many subtle ways or not so subtle ways. Um, one thing I have written down here is that the, um, uh, an empathic child will feel responsible for the parent's emotions and happiness. Yes. Um, and also like it is a failure to that child. Yeah. To, I, and, and in the, we all talk about it later, like some of the ways that it happens like there's kind of specific things that makes it different where it's not just gaslighting yeah well I'll, I'll tell you and I don't know if, if you I, I think this is what I would okay so I'll just say in my own situation when I was growing up like very like I don't even remember my biological parents being together um, because I was less than two I think when they weren't anymore mm -hmm. um, but it was a so I, I, I never feel, I felt like I never got the chance to really know him, you know, um, and I also didn't feel super loved on the other side. So it's, as you see me tiptoeing around these words, right? Mm -hmm. um, so weird, but yeah, it, it, it was, I was really not allowed to want to know him or to, yep. to love him. I was forced to pretend I was on her side all the time. Mm -hmm. um, her upset was more important than how I felt her oh, oh he did this or that to me which was not physical <laughs> by the way um only whatever couples do they were children when they had me I mean they were right. 17 and I think and 18 um so or 18 and 19 something like that but now I look and I have an 18 year old child and you know he's a, a nice strong boy but he's still kind of a kid <laughs> you right. know and I can't imagine being a, a child you know so I, I know that was hard for them in their own way, but that's irrelevant here because, yeah. So um, the way that it was on my end, I think was, it was about feeling like I wasn't loyal. Like I, I wasn't being loyal to her. I couldn't love her if I also loved him. And so like going from feeling, you know, like, and there was a stepmom. Mm -hmm. no, um, oh yeah of, that makes it even more complex and then a stepdad which makes it even more complex yes yes mm -hmm. on both parts yes. on both parts. so it was yeah and so and the step people were fine they right. were fine um and and one of them ended up legally adopting later <laughs> um but i i still even just sitting here talking about it right now have fear and guilt about oh, yeah. oh. talking about it I do. I have fear and guilt listening to you talk about it because I'm like, do I want to talk about it? <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's yeah. still, you know, it's I'm 47 still. years old. <laughs> well, here's, this is interesting. It goes exactly with what you're saying. And it's like, it's kind of one of those statements with an exclamation point at the end to a narcissistic mother. Loyalty is lifeblood. Yes. 
respect, competition, and power. Those are the three pieces that go into this. You will Isn't that me, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, there's a comp- the com- competition, there's comparison, there's all of this in order to win, in order to win. Not to win uh, you over, like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm trying to win you over, to win, right? And that's right. Then, and then the power that they gain from it. Right. And, and it's not like they genuinely, in my opinion, it, it's not like they genuinely feel... I don't think, I mean, maybe it is for some people, but for my situation, it wasn't like I felt extra loved. I mean, I know I already kind of mentioned that, but I pretty much felt hated. (laughs) No, this is about tug of war. This is, this is a form of triangulation. And it's, yeah. 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 And so in order to be able to feel love, I was required to reject the other person. Mm -hmm. And that was only temporary love. And, And even if I rejected the other person, I was still pushed in a different way to fully, you know, because I, I would reject them, but then I would be sad about it, mm-hmm. you know, and then it would be this whole, it was a, what a mess. <laughs> All right. Stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. well, I said it, it creates a tension in the child and, um, high anxiety. Yeah. You're just what you're describing. I mean, not just exactly. the child, but when I say the child, I mean, the, you could be an adult now and still even thinking about it, have this feeling, but in children, this is what it causes. Mm-hmm. it's scary to me even like I said even right now I'm, I'm a little anxious my stomach hurts a little bit <laughs> feel a little well, but that's because you have a loyalty to someone that doesn't deserve your loyalty still who I don't even talk to anymore you don't even talk to anymore because of the manipulation that forced you to see the world through that lens yeah that's right mm-hmm. that's right yeah. It's, well yeah it's a powerful thing and just to be able to identify the way that you did I'm just thrilled because I I researched it I found just very little out There's there yeah right and so we're gonna have to put together some solid information too for our site um but i think that's what it comes down to is you know feeling the conflict mm-hmm. feeling unable to make both parents happy mm-hmm. feeling the guilt of rejecting the other parent and the guilt of secretly loving the other parents. well yeah the child feel what I, I said the child feels um enjoying another parent's company as a betrayal of the other parent Yes. Say that again. The child will feel that enjoying the company of one parent is a betrayal of the other parent. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the problem is you see, once this starts, it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. So they could be with the non-toxic parent and still feel betrayal one direction. They can be with the toxic parent and feel betrayal the other direction. It sets up a betrayal cycle in the kid's head. Yeah. And so you never feel like you're Mm -hmm. a whole like, yeah, you don't ever feel legit. Like when you're with, in my case, when I, the few times I was still allowed to visit, uh, which ended when I was around 12, I think, um, but it was intermittent for that. Um, the few times I was allowed to visit at that time, I remember being like, so stupid. I remember secretly wishing I could be constantly at the other parent because they didn't abuse or neglect or, you know, whatever. And I felt you know, jealous of the step-siblings and half-siblings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's the thing is it, it, it singles you out as different from the rest. If there's other, if there's children in the other house that aren't, there aren't your siblings or that are your steps or whatever, you know, and halves, it, yeah. your halves, whichever it is. And um, I mean, and this can go as far as extending it into uh, resentment and 
loyalty. It's basically the narcissist wants 100% loyalty. They don't want you to have loyalty to anyone else. It could be be a new spouse of your non-toxic parent. It could be both of you. It could be a a grandmother. It could be a, an aunt or uncle, you know, that could be anyone that they see as a threat to their, what they own, which is the child. Yes, that's it. That's Mm -hmm. it. And, and, you know, I remember my grandmother being that person who was almost like secretly helping me in a way (laughs) she would try to, you know, she would try to say things like she would write my name on things with my real last name, which I've never been allowed Mm -hmm. to use. Um, She would, you know, all that stuff. So it, it, she would support me, but then my mother would be mad at her for Mm -hmm. trying to support me. It was like this horrible triangulation stuff. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Do you have anything else that you want to share about this before we jump into? I have a bunch of examples if you want me to just yeah. bust through yeah. them real fast. Okay. Let's so the narcissistic parent, actually, so let me start. This can happen to anyone. It's not just toxic people that do this. It can be inadvertent. That's why we have to be careful how we talk about the other parent, even when they're toxic, because we don't want to be creating the loyalty bind toward us either. It's not That's helping right. the child. Like Angie talked about a couple of weeks ago, we need to have our own decision makings and see the toxic parent on our own right okay so the to- a toxic person or a narcissist may tend to lash out um in resentment either in by silence or by punishment toward the child for having loyalty at all that is shared with another p- person uh they make their kids report the actions and the mistakes that happen in the other house they they dig for information for information about the other. So the child is now what? A snitch, (laughs) right? Oh yeah. Yeah, right? They don't allow healthy connections uh, with the other children, like you just said, like your step or your halves or whatever. They don't allow, they will sabotage the connection you have with your siblings, your step siblings, whatever it is, okay? Your cousins, grandmothers, I've heard of all of it. I've seen all of it happening. Uh huh. Yeah. Went away on a trip, come back and mom has criticized grandma, cousins and aunt. What? Uh. Like over what? Over nothing. Wasn't even there. Okay. Um, don't let children are triangulated, um, given too much information, asked to make choices that include the other household from like from your house or from their house, they asked to make choices about the other house, hmm. about what they do, about going on trips, about this, that, or the other, when they're not even involved. So they're throwing themselves into your home, hmm. but using the child as the, as the pulley, so to speak. Unbelievable. Yep. yep. Criticize the other parent. Um, negative body language toward the hmm. other parent. So children pick up, especially with moms. Right. Well, also dads, anyone who has hot and cold personality, the child is learning to watch the body language. Children, Ah. they're smart, right? They can pick up and read, oh, mom's in that mood, dad's in that mood, you know, whatever. So so the negative body language every time the other person's brought up or something's, or the child wants to talk about something that happened in the other house. Um, Let me pause real quick. Sorry. Um, I want to say this. I experienced that same thing, but I wanted to say when children are abused, physically mm-hmm. uh, in that situation. I think it's really important to know. I used to look at faces, my mother's mm-hmm. and I could tell by the way she was holding her mouth what she was going to do. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think 
that was I thought a survival thing. I still think that, and it I think is, that's yeah. why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Go mm -hmm. on. Yeah. Oh no, they. Uh, let's see. I'll go real fast here. Um, You're good. I'm trying to also read my writing. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> when that happens. <laughs> uh, oh, um, ask about the house, and I already said that. Discuss. Um, let's see. Refuse to be civil with the other person. Um, bring children into the argument and say, look, look how unreasonable they are. Show them things. Let them hear half, half sentences on conversations that are the tail end of arguments. So have an argument with you, walk into the room while still on the phone so that the kid can hear you're being difficult toward them, toward their poor parent, right? It creates, Probably. yeah, right. Um, make the child feel responsible for the emotional needs of them and other people, but really like make the child guilt trip the child. Um, put fear of abandonment, abandonment into the child in a lot of ways. That, that's a subtle thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, I have yeah. a lot more that I can't read. That's, but there's, it, I, yeah, that's a, uh, it's basically when they triangulate, that's a big one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I, and it's so, it's so extreme, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and the worst thing is that growing up, I literally had no idea that it was wrong for her to do that. <laughs> like, I didn't even know I was, I had the right to be angry. So right. I said you that don't. before, but well, yeah. And you guys, you do. You have the right to be angry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. And you have the right to express it, by the way. <laughs> Even 40 some years later. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. How crazy is that? It, um, it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and this is funny because like what I do is research, talk about, write about this topic. I mean, not just parental alienation, but toxic families, toxic parents, toxic, you know what I mean, narcissism, et cetera. So like I should, I, I feel almost stupid for not seeing it sooner. Well, you know, <laughs> but, though, there's, there's a trigger that happens. There's like a switch that goes off and yeah. all of a sudden a light comes on when you're exposed to something or maybe something happens in the world around us and we go, wait a minute. Yeah. That was and, <laughs> I was like, yes. yes. And, and it's so funny because I, I went and I looked at all my you know, old videos and stuff and I found videos where I've, I've talked about parental alienation quite a bit, but I never connected it to myself. Well, so you know, weird. I didn't connect it to myself until you asked me live. Like, right. you guys, if you watch that, that is me discovering. <laughs> right there. That's right. That's like, right. And ever oh my since gosh. Then, it's kind of been on my mind of like, oh, no wonder I have, I struggle with loyalty, like feeling like I'm allowed to be loyal to anyone, even though I'm extremely loyal of a person. Fair. But it's a weird feeling of like, if I do anything wrong, I'm, I'm breaching the loyalty and, and what, yeah. and I wouldn't, I don't do things that are like, overtly wrong you know what I, mean? so, I totally know what you're saying yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the same way and I think I think that's it's really interesting so this is an example from from both Lisa and I about how figuring out the problem can lead to the next step in your right. healing right uh -huh. this is yeah yeah so, you can't, I mean you can't fix it till you see it and, and some things are harder to see and it's not like you can just we're not a book we can't just open it and flip to a chapter Sadly. <laughs> Sadly, we have to wait for the light to come on, whatever, right. it, and then be ready for whatever it is that hits you. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's a powerful, like, okay, yeah. let's jump in the chat, shall we? Yeah. All right, here we go. So hello to everyone. Let's just get started on the chat questions. All right, now's a good time for you guys to throw your questions in if you haven't already. Helen says, if I'm going through this right now, my children's father still does this. 
and we've been divorced for 12 plus years. I'm left out of life events. They feel guilty, even answering a text message. But karma is working. That's great news. Great news. Um, okay, now, um, Lisa, let's do this. This will be helpful, I think. Um, one of us will start at the top. The other one goes to the bottom. Okay, I'll go to the bottom because that's where I'm at. Yeah, and then I'll read down. That you sounded read bad, didn't it? <laughs> I'm going straight. <laughs> Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Let's go that way. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> what you got for us? At uh, the bottom. Okay, let's see. Lots of laughing. <laughs> let's see. Uh, I got to find one. Okay, I'm going to go next and you, you find one while I, Julia yeah. says. Uh, and Julia, welcome. I see you are a channel member. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but we also have a, a private Discord server for anyone who is a channel member starting at the at the 499 level, which is the lowest right now level uh, cost-wise. All right, but you can have full access if you are part of that. So make sure that you go to the members tab and read that if you're interested, um, but join us there. But she says, dads, dad suffers from mom who is a narcissist. Thanks to your channel, I realized that mom is a narcissist. I'm so glad that was helpful, genuinely. Um, yeah, go ahead, uh, Lise. No, oh, I, I like what um, Cosmos of Compassion says. 100%, I am allowed to grieve and feel any feelings because I'm human. That's right. Mm -hmm. And you don't know that when you're a kid, do you? <laughs> you don't know that. I didn't. Sometimes you don't even know, you don't even know that this thing is a thing until, right. yeah. Even when you know about the top, the topic on an expert level. <laughs> well, even when you know you're uncomfortable and feeling like, right. like for years, I'm like, why do I feel so obliged to yes. protect? Like, what the heck? Forget that. And then I will not protect and just come out and say things and, yeah. and then turn off the live stream and go, oh, what did I talk about? <laughs> that was hard. <laughs> but, but yeah, wow. this is it. Yeah, it's, yeah. Self-awareness is so powerful. And, and this is why, you know, I think you and I are both this way a little bit, at least we, we're pretty honest with ourselves and everyone else. Like we are who we are on camera or off camera. Would you agree? Pretty much. I mean, like, pretty much. Yeah. You get probably, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we try to stay on topic, but I try that, to be professional. I try not to cuss. <laughs> I, I try really hard not to cuss. Yeah. It's yeah. so funny. I must be doing a good job because people will get into group coaching and they go, are we allowed to cuss here? And I just start laughing. And start <laughs> laughing because I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah, get, we can cuss here. Don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of group coaching, um, have you had have you had this discussion in group coaching or, or have um, you worked I've with talked about this? it on occasion? Yeah, yeah, I see it a lot. It's just, yeah. you know, no, no, for at least for more I sit when I see it, at least then I can talk to people maybe not like you have loyalty binds but like have you heard of this <laughs> yeah or specifically about like the situation like can you see how this created loyalties yes. that are now making you think you have to defend protect and whatever this toxic person that are now making it hard to go no contact with your toxic parent who is still hurting you to this yeah. day yeah yep yep mm -hmm. absolutely um Okay, so so if anyone is interested in group coaching, it's ridiculously inexpensive and very very. I would I would say it's full support. You get three sessions per week, uh, optional as many as you want, one or, or more. You're welcome to go to. I think is that right? You can go to as many as you want. Um, right. The time divides. You know, people talk. Yeah. Don't always talk all the time, and some people love to go just to listen. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's um it's Zoom face to face if they choose, they can mm-hmm. be on camera or not, but they can see you. They right? can see me and they can see usually there's a few of us at least on camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So make sure if you guys are interested, check it out. You can talk to Lisa um, through her channel or through here, or you can just go to queenbeing.com slash groups to mm-hmm. check it out. It'll take you right to the place where all the sign up is. Um, but also reach out to Lisa if you have questions. All right, moving right along. Um, Kevin says he is a classic, completely alienated parent. I'm so sorry. Peggy says I just didn't want him to die. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I think I must have missed part of that. I hope you're okay, Peggy. Um, I, I assume maybe you're talking about your parent. Um, go ahead. What you got? Um, Darlene, Darlene is saying, I know about not wanting to alienate the other parent. I really struggle with not, with not wanting to alienate him, but not wanting to hide what he did to my daughter. What did he do would be my question. Yeah, what did he um, do? And I remember said, right. Go ahead. It's Darlene Kane. So if you remember. Yeah. 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 I think, I think there may have been a physical thing that I'm not going to say out loud right now, but I think. If I remember correctly, that that was what that was. Darlene, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, In which case, I don't think that you have to hide it because your daughter might already be aware if she's not aware and there was physical stuff that happened when she was little or something. I think you still have to tell her because this is not not a lie. If you tell her factually- Exactly. There's a way to say things that aren't- Just say- That aren't aren't criticizing, they're just matter of fact. Right with, right. with some then compassionate support behind it, you know, like it's, there's a way to say, I don't think even if it isn't physical, even if it is narcissistic manipulations, right. I don't think you need to hide it from the children. I think it's age appropriate information that affects them. You don't That's want to right. be telling them, you know, they gaslit me my whole marriage, you know, that wouldn't work unless right. they're adults and we are having an an adult open conversation about it but with kids you might want to say ah oh, okay so dad isn't or mom isn't is, is saying one thing and then pretending she didn't say it how does that make you feel right because if you say oh no mom's amazing and you're essentially um invalidating their feelings right right, right. and and well i think i talked about this before as well but my my son my oldest son um, his biological father and i split up he was a narcissist. <laughs> we split up when he was before he was 16 months old. And by the time he was like three, two and a half, three, he said, why don't I have a dad? All the other kids at preschool have a dad. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I went to this, I went to a therapist and I said, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, I don't want to mess it up. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? What am I supposed to do? And he told me almost exactly, you know, you say the facts, you, you say what happened, you know, you don't put it, your own emotions into it. And then you tell him you're always going to be there for him and you got his back and blah, blah, blah. Right. And we did. I told him all those things. And and, and he said exactly because you don't want the child to resent you and, mm-hmm. and that, you know but you have to tell them the facts if the man's not coming to see the child like right. why you know what i mean right oh, yeah. yeah and and they have they have a right to their history yes and, and, the, and the you know if you think to of know that, what happened to know yeah. what happened and to know who that other parent is if it is something where there it's a narcissist they have to yeah. learn to deal with it they have to learn to manage when they're over there and right. they, can't, they can't do it in the dark so but at the right. same time we don't want to say your mother or father is a stark raving narcissist and blah 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 because then that's creating the alienation they've got to learn a little slower softer right <laughs> yeah right all right um kevin 
says, tell me if I'm, I think I'm okay. Okay, Kevin says, our system is all about dog eat dog. It's not about helping each other. He says, I know many people do not want to hear it, but our system breeds these problems. Uh, he says, do you really want the system to continue? Do you want your children to go through it? I can already see my wife slash partner or children going through it. Uh, a college study literally proved that capitalism, okay, I'm not going to talk about politics, uh, but look, Kevin, I understand what you're saying, but I think Peggy is correct. We are not a political channel. Thank you. Um, however, you are making one valid point. And that is that the system doesn't always, it is a system. And so, so we, it doesn't, it's not always able to consider every individual situation. It's very difficult. So we have very good parents who have no access to their children. And we have really shitty parents, pardon me, who have full custody. It's, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. There's no. Right. But just from one perspective, there's a box. We don't all fit in the box, but they, they force us into the holes of the box kind of thing. So therefore you can just, there are certain best practices. Lisa, do you have any thoughts on this? Um, that we unfortunately have to work within the system mm -hmm. that complaining like the, we, we understand it isn't a fair equitable or even right system because they don't take individual cases into consideration and the mm -hmm. and I know people who have psychopathic exes with 50% custody of kids yeah. and, I mean diagnosed psychopath <sighs> right it's no you know okay yeah, yeah it's 50 it's a 50 50 state you know and that's right. really frustrating so I think that right. is why it is important to teach our children not fearfully and not um, aggressively or by putting the other parent down, but simply teach them what behaviors are appropriate and what behaviors are not appropriate so that they can learn to set boundaries. Yeah, yeah. And, and outside of what, you know, in fact, just because, just because we are not a political channel and I would never yeah. talk politics on this channel or anywhere. Um, I don't I'll have save it. For it. <laughs> No, nor do I. And, and I, uh, well, that's, we're going to talk about that. All right. Um, but to Kevin, I would say this. I know in some ways I see that the system is still, in, especially in certain states, mother focused, mother, mm -hmm. uh, they will basically, unless the mother just literally, is, you know, laying in a gutter somewhere, they're pretty much going <laughs> to, not every state. Though, no, more and more. 50, 50 now, which is a, it's, all, it's, there's no right answer. The only right answer right. is to see things as individuals and they don't have the time resources or, in, or care to do so. That's right. That's right. And on top of that, you know, you certainly will see, well, I was just going to mention earlier when you were talking about a situation uh, with another psych, with a psychopath, uh, I have a situation, a previous client, she had, um, her husband had committed suicide. Her, she was obviously devastated. Her husband was a narcissist and her mother then swooped in and, oh, I'll take the kids for, you know, a week or two, give you some time to kind of mourn and grieve, whatever. And she said, all right. So her mother came and got the kids. And next thing you know, CPS is at her front door. She had no food in the house. She just ordered a pizza for herself. She was about to go pick up her kids. So she was going to get groceries on the way back home. And of course, she hadn't been doing much cleaning because grieving and whatnot. And her kids weren't there anyway. So she was just kind of like, you know, CPS came to the door, right, walked in took her kids <laughs> and and long story short the mother called cps and the mother kept the kids and the mother still today has the kids and the mother's a narcissist you keep hearing from the kids even if she's allowed to visit it's yeah. disgusting it's disgusting yeah. they don't have a way of 
well, first of all, this isn't recognized as an illegal thing to mm -hmm. be narcissistic. So, I mean, you, know, you can be a jerk. No one cares. Right. So and to it, Kevin, it's, frustrating. Yeah. it's a frustrating world, period. Oh, my God. It is. And yeah. I feel your pain as far as, I mean, I, mm -hmm. I don't know how much he knows about. I'm, to Kevin, I want to say, he says, I never know how much it's going to spill out uh, on this topic. Like I said, it's completely triggering. I feel you. I feel triggered by it, too, in certain ways. Um, different ways, maybe, but still similar ways as my mother used the law against me as an adult. So even though I didn't have my kids taken because I'm not who she claimed I was, <laughs> uh, it's still, it was scary. And I'm still sick when I think about it. And it was many years ago. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. yeah. All right, Lisa, you got another one for us? Um, let's see. Dulce Sueños is saying, thank you for talking about parental alienation. It creates ambiguous grief in the alienated parent. It's prolonged, ambiguous grief we rarely get to talk about. Oh, I'm so glad that you shared that. Yeah, um, it's it's hard. I always, this. it's like when I work with people one-to-one, one -one, this is my most, like, it's the most delicate and kind of almost feared topic to have people come with because your hands are tied. It, all you're dealing, like, it's really about exactly that, dealing with the grief and the ambiguous grief that you can't even really, it's just so unfair and so unjust. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's Absolutely. difficult. It's more than Absolutely. difficult. It's life altering. That is absolutely true. And, you know, it, I can imagine how it would feel in the case of, I, thankfully, again, I'm going to knock on some wood here. Thankfully, <laughs> I, I, my kids, they've been with me the whole time, except for my oldest who had some other issues, but he's been, he, he was here most of the time. <laughs> but uh, now he didn't end up going with his father and that was not his choice or mine. It was just, his father wasn't there, but I did have sole custody to be fair because of a, long, a lot of other things, but he had the right to see him. I'm going to talk about my all right. Uh, okay. Mima Dragon says that she has is going through this right now. Mm. I'm so sorry, Mima Dragon. Um, Ellen said, wait a minute. I, I, my stupid chat to the thing. I'm like, uh oh. Oh, Jay Say, I didn't see your super chat. Thank you so much. I see it now. Let me see. Can I see the message? Oh, Jay Say, thank you. I see a, a super chat from Jay Say. I wanted to say thank you. And I'm I don't know where, where I'm even at in my chat here. Um, JC, I'm going to make sure I look for your name in the chat, see if I can answer your question. Uh, but in the meantime, Ellen C says, I'm going through it right now. My children's father still does this, and we've been divorced for 12 plus years. Mm -hmm. Did I do this one already? I think I did. Okay, Ellen, sorry about that. I thought I just saw another. Here it goes. Uh, you got one for us because I'm still. I am like stuck. On the... Okay. I need to find a better way to do this because my phone chat is like, it's, oh. it's microscopic and. Um, yeah. Okay. In glitching. Glitching. <laughs> no bueno. Okay. No. <laughs> all right. Let's see here. Um, all the moderators. Oh, yeah. Bonnie, I don't know what happened to your wrench, but I threw it back to you. I hope you got it. Um, we can do what I always say. Hey, if you guys had a question and we didn't get to it, can you retype it, please? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Even with two yes. of us, chat is a challenge. <laughs> yes. 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 We love that you're chatting, though. Yes. Even if um, it's hard to scroll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin says that it's obvious I haven't dealt with the parental alienation. The last contact I had looked like one was trying to accuse me of abuse and collect money. Oh, my gosh. Um, 
I'm so sorry, Kevin. Um, you know, I, I think this is a very difficult, um, you know, especially when you're just out in the dark by yourself and your, your former family is being kept from you. And I'm so sorry, I, I can't, I mean, I can imagine um, how terrible it is. And I, I wish I could, he said, he said, I can't run away from it forever. It really hurts not hearing from my kids. That breaks my heart for you, it really does. Um, yeah. It's hard. I know. Yeah, we're, we have a lot of people here who are are the parents who have been alienated, and and uh, it's it's not. I would say for a lot of them, for a lot of people, just know your kids wish it was different. Oh yeah, I, I would say, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, yeah. Um, wait a minute. Kevin says, you have a point, parental alienation is much more important when the kids are still around. No, yeah, wow, that's so difficult. Okay, um, Kevin, you, you sound like you could use some coaching. If you, I'm, not, I, I'm not trying to sell anything to you, but uh, you might consider either going through Lisa's group program or, or even you know, making a one-on-one -on -one appointment. It really sounds like you could use someone to talk to. Someone to help. Someone to someone on your side. I mean, really, that's what it is, right? We're more coaching you. Yeah. We're, we're just there. Yeah. yeah. And it's, um, yeah, it's yeah. tough. Um, yeah. But you know, get involved in our free support groups if you want to um, come here every week. Lisa, when do you stream? When are you streaming again this week? Probably tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think we're going to talk narcissistic mothers in the near future as well. Mm -hmm. So keep your eye on that too. Um, okay. And I'm asking for something that I thought might be good. Let me think. It was, oh it was something oh, I'll, I'll look it up i'll find it no. okay that's like Let's, glitching in yeah. okay helen c says um, the narcissist parent wants loyalty the targeted parents just want love that's the truth 100 mm -hmm. and the worst thing is that the narcissist or the toxic parent uh, they don't even they do not in my experience they don't make the child feel loved they make the child feel obligated obligated scared. Or they make the child guilty, like a, a, a sensitive child might feel loved because they're learning that love is something different than it is. Yeah, that's right. So they get yeah. usually anxiety and hyper attached. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did not go hyper attached. I went scared and obligated and guilt fog. Your obligation. I went hyper attached and I, and I've seen it in children. The hyper attachment sure. was anxious attached. Yep. You know, and I was not with yeah. me today. <laughs> that's, the, that's my biggest. Yeah, let's fix that. Okay, how? Yeah, no, there's ways. It works. It helps. It's just like, you know, yeah. the layers. It's a process. It's layers. a process. And you, yeah. And as you have different people in your life, then, then the process speeds up and slows down. So, yeah. And I find that there's a certain amount of, you know, that's a really good point you made because sometimes people come, you know, they say, oh, sometimes people come into your life for, season or a reason and then there's some people who come in your life forever so I can't remember the actual quote but yeah. <laughs> you know some people are here for to teach you a lesson and some people are here to be with you in your life mm -hmm. like there are different mm -hmm. you know of course people who are with you in your life can also teach you a lesson that's and, right oh so, hopefully hopefully that's really <laughs> right it's, it's right right in a healthy way there's yeah yeah yes indeed okay let's see Loyalty Supreme said it's so hard dealing with them when you have kids fighting for custody, my child, uh, uh, fighting for custody of my child because her narcissistic father kidnapped her and claims 
he has custody so has to she has to prove custody to get to the court oh wait (laughs) so the narcissistic father claimed custody but never had custody and the mother has custody but doesn't have a way to prove it maybe there's split custody maybe there is no custody determined yet like a lot of people have to you know yeah yeah or maybe yeah and sometimes if you're not in like legally married or something oh yeah um, sounds like a lot of red tape and horrible hoops to jump through how old is the child do you see it doesn't say yeah okay i'm so sorry i'm so sorry yeah that's awful yeah um you know something i i talk to a lot of um parents who have been alienated from like adult children even and like in, in the parents were together until the, the child was, you know, an adult. And so, but then the other, you know, one parent says something about the other parent that isn't true and it becomes this whole family mess. And it just, um, it breaks my heart because these people like, oh, I don't get to see my grandchildren. Yeah, God, I, you know, it's, um, it's a really horrible situation, but Here at the go. same time, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm totally, I'm not <laughs> listening to you, Angie. I'm reading. That's all right. Read, baby, read. What you got? What you got? <laughs> so, I just saw some, uh, thank you, Jack, for posting that because it helped me see it. Um, Peace 74 says, can you talk more about anxious attached? Do you mean a child is anxious attached to the safe parent? What I mean by anxious attached is attachment styles. And that's a whole nother topic, but it's basically the way, the way we, yep. attach, the way we, and it's going to, these are fluctuating things it's not like i'm anxious attached therefore i can't attach it's it can fluctuate depending on relationships but often it's more like a tendency once you're vulnerable once you feel exposed you feel connection boom this attachment style kicks in and as an adult we tend to be more fixed with children it probably is more fluid because they are more neuroplastic in their brains but there's probably there's yeah. probably a tendency once it started to then follow that tendency. I mean, I don't yeah. scientifically know, but that's my guess, right? That it's well, yeah, you're you're pretty much spot on. Um, yeah. I've done a lot of research into attachment theory, and it uh, was first brought to our attention as a as a society <laughs> by uh, Dr. John Bowlby and and his partner, and so on and so forth. But anyway, they first figured that uh, you know a baby would be anxious when they're away from the person who feeds them which we all know that, right? Um, but they don't, what they figure out, this starts as early as the first day they're born. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see different attachment styles based on that first 20 days of life even. Mm-hmm. Um, because if they're skin to skin during mm-hmm. that time, um, like like we're all told, you know, hold your baby skin to skin, it's good for the bonding and all the other stuff. Well, <laughs> it also makes the baby feel secure. And so if your mother wasn't there, your mother didn't breastfeed, your mother, you know, whatever, you could be anxiously attached starting because of that. Right. And then when we have like a situation, with my husband, he was found in a phone booth at birth. <laughs> he was abandoned by his birth mother. Uh-huh. And then he was in the hospital for probably a couple of weeks. And then his, he was in a foster home and then his parents got it 20 days after he was born or whatever. So then at that point, um, of course they loved him. They wanted him so badly, but he still has a little bit of anxious attachment because of, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even know why, but it's right. that, it's, it's, it's that first 20 days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I did, I did a video on it. There's a whole bunch of stuff on Queen Bee who wrote about it. So Go check that out if you guys are interested. We won't take up too much more time with that, but you're spot on in your assessment, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's not something that it's it's something to recognize if 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 like you think, oh no, now my child is anxious attached. What do I do? There's a whole lot of stuff you can do. So mm-hmm. and it would take hours to tell you the whole thing. So research yeah. it, 
Um, we can yeah. maybe talk about it again, or I'll talk about it over over there, or whatever. And, and yeah. it has videos on it. Um, yeah. Um, but there's but a lot of there's a lot yeah, of yeah. things you can do to help with it. But it's understanding and being aware that and learning behaviors like, oh, okay, that's their anxiety coming out. Right. Okay. How can I support? How can I support in a way that doesn't feed the anxiety? So right. yeah. Hundred um, percent. Let's see here. All right. Um, so we have Ellen saying, oh, being the targeted parent can be a lonely life, but my children know who loves them unconditionally. That is all that matters right now. I mean, not all, but that's really important. And I'm glad that you have been able to connect with them in that way, Ellen, because that's so important. For you. Mm -hmm. um, and that will help them. I mean, even this is going to sound so silly, but I spoke to my biological parent fairly like like soon after I had that it was sort of because of speaking to him that I so maybe it was right before that that I had this realization uh but he said something to me that like I can't I, he said he was proud and I was like what <laughs> first I was offended that I was sad and he said like, what he said he was proud of me oh I didn't know how to feel about that I was like what because <laughs> that was not a regular thing for me so I can't talk about it too much because I'll get all weird about it but I'm just gonna move on <laughs> but it is might cut out when you said that word too isn't it isn't it <laughs> yeah wow yeah that's pretty scary okay we're not going to be sad today we're going to be happy because realizations and moving forward are very important stuff they are important they, they hurt but they're important yeah yeah yep so um darling i'm going to say this one from darlene really quick um i know what you mean about not wanting to alienate the other parent i really struggle with not wanting to alienate him but not wanting to hide. Oh, you read this one. Okay, we we just met in the middle. All right, I'm going yeah. down to the bottom. Um, <laughs> do, you have, do you have another one for us? I'm looking. There's just a lot of back and forth chat that I don't understand okay. what they're saying because it's, you know, it's chat chat, not us chat. Yep. Uh, All right, um, here we go. We're going to talk right here. Uh, oh, the highly sensitive Wookie says, perhaps we can do a video on navigating disability um, from, the, from the perspective of, I assume, a narcissist being involved. I, I'm going to need a little bit more information about that, um, but yes, we can we can definitely speak on that. Um, all right. I, I saw one from okay, Linnea. She says it's the same for me. I finally went no contact after 50 some years, and I still have guilt. At least I know I will survive that. The bad feelings I got from them are killing me. That is, <laughs> I get it. I I was 35, I think, when I made the choice. I think I was 35, and and the reason. I did. It was not for myself. I wish I could say it was, but it wasn't it was my kids. <laughs> it was because the, my mother had called CPS on me as a, they called it a revenge call because there was really nothing I was doing that was <laughs> so bad. You know, it was normal parent stuff. Um, I had plenty of food in the house. I was not neglecting or ignoring or feeding or anything because <laughs> right. I would never, you know? Uh, so they walked right in and talked to my kids and did all this stuff. And then they came back and they were like, we think this is a revenge call. Oh, there it is. So that's, that, that very same day, I something inside me, I phys physically felt something kind of snap. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but I did. And uh, that was it. I was done. And I didn't even know what no contact really was at that time as far as in this this light. But yeah, um, instinctive. Mm -hmm. That one for us, please. No, I was just reading the same one, I think. <laughs> no. <laughs> not seeing anything. Right. Okay. If we missed one. I'm sorry, I'm trying, let's see. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not seeing anything. Okay. 
Um, I have this one for Kevin. So Kevin um, says he's just taking control of the money, so he can't okay. really prob probably afford coaching. Um, I'll tell you, Kevin, why don't you um, – well, so there's a couple things we can do maybe. Um, well, well, we're going to talk about that off camera. Um, but let, join one of our support groups and reach out to us and um, let us know your screen name. Me, reach out to me. Okay, now there, my chat just scrolled way up. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. Know, that's what I've been struggling with here. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, highly sensitive, Wookie says, in regard to the preparing for the SSDI application process. Um, that is a good one, um, a good video. Mama has one. What do we do with kids that have been poisoned against us by the narcissistic mother? Are they full of hate, paranoia, and are suicidal? She withheld them during their teens. So they're adults, I, they're adults now. That's that what right? it, I assume. Um, I, maybe she's a. Are you a stepmom, uh, Mama Bear? Let's know. Um, Kevin, while we're looking for wait, she okay? While we're waiting, waiting for her to respond, I want to say this to um. Kevin says, um, it's intentional and overt. Oh wait, intentional and overt alienation is just using the child as a tool. That's yeah. right. Yep. exploitation and it really hurts the child 100% correct mm -hmm. I yeah yeah mm -hmm. that's um, what they're doing they're using the child as a tool they're using the child as supply and yeah mm -hmm. they are and and it's a way and to hurt the parents they're using the child as a tool to get back and get supply from the ex oh that too yeah from you yep. right yeah yep. mm -hmm. and I think if not that then to hurt you which also gives them supply ironically mm -hmm. yeah to win the child away from you which gives because them the like a double supply, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the child, they don't see the child as a whole person. My mother still doesn't see me as a whole person, I guarantee. <laughs> um, and so that's, yeah, it's, it is absolutely. Wait a minute, I just saw a comment that said, uh, Darlene said, wait a minute, hold on. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm just, I just saw a comment. Uh, yes, Linnea says to Kevin, it is misplaced. It hasn't, I have nothing to be guilty of, but yes, I feel it and I'm working on it. Um, uh, wait a minute. Sorry, if you have something, go ahead and jump in because I'm kind of I'm reading. I'm trying to find. Okay. Two. Okay, here we go. Let's see. Um, Linnea says, wait, Mama Bear, yes. Mama Bear said yes. Uh, she is a stepmom. Okay. Um, really quickly, two things. First of all, I happen to know someone who's really good at or, or who could deeply understand where you're at right now. Just saying. Um, and that person probably could really help you. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I was saying to Mama Bear, she Mama is a stepmom. Yeah, she's a stepmom, mm -hmm. and so she's now dealing with, oh. I, I think, young, right? Yeah, <laughs> okay. I know who she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, that's Lisa right there. She yeah. might have. Okay, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Brahman, not Brahman. saying. Atma, Brahmanatma. Everything you're huh? saying is spot on. I see it in my four kids. However, three of them are seeing the light. Yay. Mm. But the Gave golden child is not yet. Well, the golden child has a lot to lose. It's but still coming. Yeah. It's very difficult for that. Yeah. And hopefully they'll see it in their own way. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, it is very typical, as Jack notes. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Darlene says it definitely is a real thing. He constantly accused me of lying about narcolepsy and its symptoms. Uh, he even accused me of conspiring with a friend 
who I didn't even meet until after her diagnosis. Um, <laughs> wow. Kevin says, I was shocked at how easily the family court took sides. Mm-hmm. And I think it just made their job easier. Yes. And yeah. this is the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. No. Yeah. That's it's, they follow, it's almost like a template, right? Literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's, and it also depends on the judge and the, so in the state know, and the laws and the, and the county. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But also their personal preferences. Oh yeah. Their personal beliefs. Yep. I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that too. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. Um, Audrey says my parents attacked me in the apartment I got for them and called the police on me after making me flee out a window. I had to stay with them because my mom got me evicted from my apartment. Mm. I am so sorry. See, that's toxic. Oh yeah. <laughs> Readily. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we're on time. Oh, we're a little over on, we're still good with, okay. How are you doing on time? Are you okay? You got five minutes? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, Ma- yeah. Mama Vera says it's so painful. I miss them a lot, but they bring such pain. Now listen, say something to you. I, I, I'm assuming they are adults at this point. Um, and that you are, so, so this is the best thing I can say to you, Mama Bear. Um, I would say, even though, I'll say the same thing that I would say to any parent, okay? If if you want them in your life and, and they aren't willing to be in your life, then what I would do is I would send them two cards a year, one on their birthday, one on some big holidays, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you guys celebrate, or if you know they celebrate. And I would say in each card, something to the effect of, I know you're not really into talking to me right now or talking to us right now, but we love you. We're always here for you. If you need anything, you know where we're at. That's it. Love, mama bear and dad or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's, in this case, the best you could do. I wouldn't send a bunch of gifts. I wouldn't send a bunch of extra stuff. Just a card, a nice, plain, simple card. And, you know, if you want to throw 20 bucks in there, <laughs> that's probably insulting. Uh, but, you know, I, would, I wouldn't throw any money in there. I would just literally, you know, maybe a quick update. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yep. Yep. Like, um, you know, your dad's doing really good and this is that and here, just so you know, I wanted you to know I'm here, blah, blah, whatever. And, and that's it. And eventually they'll come around or not, but at least you'll be doing the best that you can to try to keep, as Lee says, the door open. Got one for us, Lise? Yeah. I'm trying to find one. Ah, they're jumping. All right. I got one. Kevin says to Wookie, I completely understand social anxiety. Have you ever seen that guy with his baseball hat over his eyes looking down. Um, um, the anxiety is debilitating, says Chris. That's the truth. Kira says, I identify so much with this topic, sending so much support, validation, and compassion to everyone. Um, yeah, Ellen C. says to Mama Bear, I feel you. I see you. I hear you. Um, and, and I keep a journal. I love this. I love this. Here it goes. Um, <laughs> Ellen C. says, I keep a journal just for my kids. One day they will have answers. And I don't want them to self-blame as I did in adulthood. I love it so much. You know um, what? I know that's... someone else who does that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a, hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Is it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. This stuff, this stuff you can't say, but your side of the story, that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. You know? That's all you can do. Yep. You can do. I like uh, Kevin's there. Ellen, there's a very large infestation of narcissism in the world indeed. That's <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, something I did back in the day is I created a, a blog that I'm not telling you the name of <laughs> because it's just for my kids, but it's out there. And so, and it's not about anything except like who, you know, how things I want them to know, you mm-hmm. know, when I'm gone and they may, may or may not ever read it, but it's out there. <laughs> so 
Yeah. Anyway. Um, I'm wondering if my social anxiety comes in the habit of not knowing where my feelings and the uh, toxic partner begins. Um, I can't. Uh, therefore, in public, there are too many fragment uh, in fragment on infringement on boundaries. So yes. you feel you feel like in public, it's like such a big unknown boundaryless or like so much pushing going on that okay yeah possibly mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep yep um yep highly sensitive work he says my adult child still lives with my soon-to-be ex so hard i feel the manipulation i fear the manipulation he must be experiencing and that there that i'm not there as a buffer um again i i absolutely feel you on this but i i want to just reiterate keep the door open and i think i think you're saying to me that you and your child are so cool and I love that um don't don't overthink it but just you know try to be there for him as much as you can be there I think mm -hmm. um Kira says that she's using her DBT skills uh dialectical behavioral therapy <laughs> uh to help her manage CPTSD absolutely works by the way um I was well for most people <laughs> I was okay and then thank you Chris <laughs> uh one more and then I'm going to let you go. <laughs> uh, let you, if you have another one. Um, Dolce says, um, one time in group therapy for anxiety, every single person in the group found grocery shopping to be a terrible ordeal. And I can relate to that. Mm -hmm. I can give you tips on how to manage it later, but that's, yeah. Um, well, at least you got one for us. Well, I was just going to finish. Uh, Kevin added one more thing. Yeah. Saying where my feelings and, and the abuser begins. So, Yesterday, I did a video on um, how to feel safer and less vulnerable in the world uh, <sighs> after toxic people have been in your life. That might help you. So go over there and watch that. It's actually not up right this second. Give me a couple hours. I'll pop it back up. I just cropped it down so it's yeah, yeah. got all my sillies out. So um, <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of yeah, I was I had some <laughs> I like the stories. Yeah. I know um, they make them really long, so I took them out. Um, fair, fair, fair. Fair enough. But yeah, so but it might help. So stay tuned. Uh, check it out later. Yeah. yeah. In the meanwhile, I have a bunch of uh, several videos on social anxiety as well. If if uh, maybe Jack can pull one up, or if not, mm -hmm. just just put my name in social anxiety in the in the thing. Okay. As a lot of people become when well, they think they become agoraphobic, but they just can't leave the house and it's not always the case but um, usually it's more like social anxiety that kind of leads to it but if there is agoraphobia involved you know it's, it's a whole new thing but you can still you see it all the time people who won't leave the house or can't leave the house after you know where they go as little as possible and i'm, I'm gonna just tell you right now if you guys are in an area that has instacart don't be scared <laughs> Use <laughs> instacart. The instacart. Okay. yeah uh -huh. thank goodness yeah anyway uh, let's see here um, well, we're trained by narcissists to think everyone in the world is looking at us, mm -hmm. watching, watching for every mistake we make, watching for all the flaws, watching for how we, how we get this internal voice that becomes their, that is their words that we feel like is our words mm -hmm. at a certain mm -hmm. point. And we got to yeah. shake that out, get it out of us. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, wait a minute. Mary Wilson, I don't know 
what the question was. Um, she said, I think not the first bit. Keep it positive, not the you I know. If I said something negative, I apologize. <laughs> um, okay. I think I'm missing part of this somewhere, right? I'm, yeah, I think I, I'm missing. I'm, I'm, yeah, trying to. Okay. All right, we'll get there. All right, so. Um, there we go. Okay. Mama Bear says, thanks for the advice. Um, that's a good answer, says. I don't know. Um, I don't know what's happening there. <laughs> I don't know. I'm really confused. Okay. Uh, reading the comments is so helpful. I don't feel alone, says Linnea, and it's great of all of you to contribute. Yes, absolutely. Thrilled to have all of you here. Um, Kevin says, where my feelings end and the abuser begins. So painful, painful. Um, Crystal's been through something similar. Um, yeah, guys, as far as Dana goes, I'm not sure what's happening right now with her, but if she, if and when she comes back, I, I will we'll be collabing again, I assume. Hmm. Um, but I haven't checked her channel lately. Maybe she's back and she didn't tell me. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, but that'll be, you know, we'll probably switch days at this point because, you know. All right. Um, Bonnie says, Angie and Lisa, wow, all I can say is that you've made a difference. Big hugs and love to you, Bonnie. Um, Kira yeah. says, yeah, that does sound more likely. CPTSD is often mixed, misdiagnosed as BPD. Yes, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Especially in women. Yep, that's right. They are both trauma disorders, but what did, what did they say? I missed that part. Oh, um, Kira said that does sound more likely. CPTSD is often misdiagnosed as BPD or, and, you know, or bipolar, mm -hmm. especially in women. And they're both trauma. So bipolar is a chemical thing. It's a mental illness, but of course could be activated by all this other stuff. But um, BPD uh, is on the same spectrum as, as NPD, actually. It's on the cluster B spectrum, but people with BPD still have empathy, even if they don't always aren't always able to express it. So mm -hmm. um, that's a big difference <laughs> between, yeah. Um, but people do sometimes get confused uh, and it's often misdiagnosed in both ways. Right. So be careful with that. Yep. Um, all right. We're going to have to wrap up, guys, because I've got to get ready to jump into another thing. Uh, but Lise, thank you. As always, this has been really a great discussion today. Um, guys, make sure that you go over to Lisa's channel and subscribe. Um, she's got some really good material coming and some good material already out there. And as you can see, she's very intelligent and amazing and awesome. So subscribe. <laughs> and uh, as, again, for those of you who are interested in group coaching, right, go to right. queenbeing.com slash groups and or talk to Lisa directly. For those of you who are interested in any kind of coaching, we have one-on-one, -on -one, we have all the different free support groups, et cetera. Queenbeing.com slash, slash coaches, P-O-A-C-H-E-S, coaches. All right, Lisa, any final words of wisdom for anyone? Oh, yeah. or just, just summed it all up. <laughs> thank you for right on. talk today. It was a good talk. It really was. And, and for um, Audrey, thank you so much. Uh, and, and for those of you who are still with us, please keep an eye on the reminders that uh, Simmering will be putting in if she hasn't already started. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a good, oh wait, please, tomorrow you'll be streaming over on your channel. Yes, I don't have a time, but yes. And so if, you're signed up. Well, so I guess if you want texting notification, 33222. Put the word least live, L-I-S-E-L-I-V-E, hit send. And I will yep. only text you right before I go live. I've been trying really hard to get to do it every single time this time, <laughs> less glitching. And then if it, for this one, it's Angie live. So same number, 33222, right? Yep, okay. yep. All right, all right. We will see you guys next. Oh, at least we'll see you tomorrow. 
And I'll, I'll have a video tomorrow. <laughs> okay, have a good one. Bye. <laughs> we'll see you. We will see you. <laughs> You'll see you. We'll see us. Okay.